0: Welcome to the Life Success Legacy Podcast. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy this episode. I want to welcome our podcast listeners uh, to another edition of the Life Success and Legacy Podcast. Um, As you have come to uh, learn from our podcast, we provide a lot of different opportunities to learn about the infinite banking concept. And part of that is getting to introduce you to some really fascinating, interesting uh, people over the years um, who are somehow connected with infinite banking, have applied it in their life, um, are using it to accomplish their goals, their dreams, etc. Um, back on August 30th of 2018, uh, we did a podcast that uh, stands out in my mind as one of um, my favorites. Um, and that podcast was an interview with Greg Helema. And Greg, um, <laughs> we had a conversation one day, and, and Greg had implemented his IBC uh, strategy. And um, we were talking, and this is in the midst of a, of a struggle. Uh, he was fighting cancer at the time, and um, was really battling, but very grateful um, and gracious And he said, Chris, you know, you all at Life, Success, and Legacy and IBC have done so much for me and my family. Is there anything that I can do to repay you? And I just kind of chuckled. And I said, Greg, um, man, we haven't really done too much for you. You have done a lot of research and you've checked out infinite banking and all these things. Um, But I will say this. You have a story to tell, and you have a passion, and your faith is very, very inspiring. We have a podcast that typically we make the, the podcast you know around 15 to 30 minutes long. But I tell you what, would you be interested in being interviewed for our podcast, and it will be just open-ended? We just want to hear your story, give you the opportunity to share your story with others. And he agreed to that. And to this day, uh, it's one of the podcasts that just stands out in my mind that has really touched my heart. Uh, It has impacted my life. Um, I have had conversations with Greg where he's sitting on his front porch, um, and he has been dealing with his cancer and dealing with his illness, and he's sitting on the front porch drinking coffee Watching the sunrise, and he is so grateful in the midst of it. And those are just lessons for me to take every single moment and enjoy, to be grateful, um, to treasure those moments with the people that I love and care about. Greg was promoted uh, to heaven um, on March 26, 2019, after battling cancer, and we miss him. And we wanted to re-release the interview that we did with Greg, because we know that it not only touched our lives and the people who have heard it, but those who may want to hear it again or for the first time. So we're re-releasing that podcast. Um, He has inspired me incredibly, and others incredibly, through his life, his story of faith, his courage, his gratitude, his love um, Greg adored his family, his boys, his sweet wife, Heather. Um, and you can't help but just feel like you're in the presence of a really, really special human being when you get to hear this interview. I was introduced to Greg by Caleb, um, Gillums, uh, who's a friend and fellow IBC coach. And, um, I will forever be grateful for that introduction. Caleb's a great man who uh, knew Greg and was mentored uh, by Greg since I think Caleb was around 15 years old. Um, so we wanted to re-release this, this podcast for you to get a sense of who Greg is, was, and to celebrate his life, and to honor Greg's life, to honor Greg's uh, family, his wife Heather and their boys. So... Please enjoy, um, we hope that you will uh, take great inspiration uh, from this interview that we did with Greg Helima back on August 30th, 2018. Hey listeners, uh, I want to welcome you back to the Life, Success, and Legacy podcast. Um, my name is Chris Bay, and I'm part of the Life, Success, and Legacy team, and um, We have uh, learned that we have more and more listeners, we're discovering where we're in about 25 states now, people have uh, tuned into this. And uh, I'm excited about that, especially today, because we have a very, very special um, conversation. This one's gonna be a little bit different. I think it'll start out similar to the other ones, but um, I really encourage you to listen throughout the full conversation today. Because I think you're going to get a very different perspective on um, IBC and uh, how important it is not only for today but for the future and for legacy. Today, uh, joining us is Greg Helma. Hey, Greg, how are you?
1: I'm doing well.
0: Glad, so glad you join us, and you're joining us from Wisconsin.
1: That is correct. Right That's in the right. middle of
0: Wisconsin. Right in the middle of Wisconsin. So I'm curious, um, when you wake up in the morning in Wisconsin, what do you wake up to? Give us kind of a visual of your morning so far.
1: Well, this morning has been an absolutely beautiful morning. I woke up and I sat on our front porch, I was drinking my coffee and listening to the birds sing and listen to our chickens crowing and uh, enjoying the dogs wandering around and Uh, The sun was just absolutely beautiful as it was (laughs) rising, and uh, um, the uh, nice gentle breeze, it's just a beautiful morning to enjoy, to to enjoy the moment.
0: That's fantastic. Um, You mentioned the chickens, and I know that that involves your family specifically. Um, Will you tell us just a little bit, introduce us to your family, and then uh, make that connection to the chickens?
1: Uh, Sure, yeah. Uh, So uh, I've been married to my wife for over 26 years now, um, and uh, we have uh, absolutely enjoyed so many uh, avenues uh, in our life. Um, To tell you a little bit of background as to where we came from, um, we were both raised in Canada and moved to South Dakota. I became a youth pastor in South Dakota about um, 23 years ago and uh, stayed there for 14 years. I transitioned out of being a youth pastor after nine years and went into telecommunications. Um, After five years there, um, one of the clients from Wisconsin um, asked us if uh, we would come and help them with a pretty significant project in Wisconsin. So I made the transition, my family and I uh, made the transition to Wisconsin. It's been a phenomenal move for us, Uh, We're a homeschooling family, and the homeschool community in Wisconsin is absolutely strong and phenomenal. Um, Mm. It was really interesting. The first day we went to a church in Wisconsin, the question was, "Are you homeschooled, or do you go to public school, or do you go to a private school?" And my kids had never heard of that before. Um, Where we were from, there was eight families that homeschooled. Um, Where we're currently at, there's hundreds. Um, to the tune of almost 400 families that we know that homeschool wow. um, in the close area. Um, I mentioned uh, my boys. I have three boys, 17, 15, and 13 right now. Um, we're very active, and we enjoy being um, on our acreage. We have a 10-acre um, mini farm. Uh, we, As mentioned, we have chickens. Uh, it's my boys' little... Um, an entrepreneurial endeavor so we currently it. have 115 chickens and they sell the chicken eggs um these are all egg laying chickens um and then we've got a few fancy chickens because my wife likes to to see the fancy chickens running around and they're, they're fun to to watch um and then uh, we also have four cows um and a couple of dogs and uh, we had a rabbit up until recently um, and big garden. We've got a lot of things for uh, the boys to be able to do throughout the, uh, the school year. Lots to keep them active and busy because idle hands um, often get into trouble. <laughs> yeah,
0: with three boys, I can imagine. Now, did you Out grow school? up around a, a farm environment?
1: Um, actually, I, we were close to a farm. We were, I was homeschooled when I was young, mm-hmm. and one of our close homeschool families had a dairy farm. Um, it wasn't anything that we lived on, but we spent often enough that I was comfortable around farming. Um, my wife also grew up with a little hobby farm. They had chickens and um, pigeons and doves, and they had a couple of cows for a while. They had a couple of pigs for a while. They had raccoons. They, they stumbled across some baby raccoons for one season and had <laughs> raccoons in the house for a while.
0: In the house. Um, <laughs> Why not,
1: right? Uh, Absolutely. She has such fond memories. Um, I believe she was like eight or ten at the time, Hmm. and uh, such fond memories of the the raccoons. and and, uh, It it was such a great experience growing up, and that's one of the things we wanted to provide for our boys. Hmm.
0: Sounds really, really amazing. Um, You and I have a mutual friend in Caleb. Um, mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about Caleb, your relationship with him, and then how you and I came to know each other?
1: Sure. So um, our mutual friend Caleb, um, he is part of the homeschool group. Um, his mom and my wife are extremely close. And I got to know Caleb when he was fourteen or um, or fifteen. and we started uh, you know a friendship and then we started a little bit of a mentoring relationship. I enjoy teenagers a lot and I love to pour into them and try and challenge them and encourage them to be the best that they can be, the most that they can be. Hmm. And uh, with our shared faith and some of the other things that go with that, a little bit of a shared entrepreneurial spirit, um, we spent quite a bit of time, um, a number of years, where we met for coffee about, about weekly um, and just enjoyed conversation, enjoyed um, what we were talking about. Um I had mentioned we moved to Wisconsin um, to, because of a client request, that um, project lasted for about four and a half years. Um, And right at towards the end of that time, there was a payout of a pension um, from that company that um, was gonna be paid out. And I started talking to Caleb about what would be a good idea to, to do with this money? And Caleb, at this point in time, had recently become the uh, financial representative for a bank at the age of 19 Mm -hmm. um, and was investigating some um, best ways to serve his clients. Mm -hmm. And he had stumbled across IBC as a method for clients to be able to do things a little differently, um, to stay out of the stock market, um, to be able to um, have some living benefits now, as well as some future benefits, some legacy benefits. Hmm. <clears throat> and I was very intrigued, and yet some of the things that um, Caleb had said um, didn't seem to make sense, that you could do more than one thing with your money. How could your money grow if you were using it? Some of those um, concerns, and, and it just it almost seemed too good to be true. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's when Caleb Brought you into the mix, Chris. That mm-hmm. uh, we had some good conversations together, and he said, "Well, um, there's a gentleman from um, Alabama that we you know, want to bring you in and uh, have some conversations with. Would you be open for that?" And I'm like, "That sounds great." So y- you spent quite a bit of time with me and my wife, and Caleb was at our house and um, showed us some presentations and helped us to understand what Caleb had truly meant when. He was all passionate and gung-ho, but (laughs) didn't have a lot of details. (laughs) Um, And uh, you were able to fill in some of those details and help us to understand fully. Mm. It it didn't take just one meeting. I think we had two or three together before we fully grasped the concept and and understood what it was that we were doing. Uh, One of the things I appreciated about you, Chris, is that you asked me a number of times to you know, to describe what you had just explained to me and say, well, can you say it back to me? How do you understand what I've just said? And uh, it was a, a valuable tool for me to be able to to speak what I had heard, but to be able to say it cohesively and to, to know that I understood it. Jokingly, at one point in time, you <laughs> said, Greg, you know this so well that you could sell it. Um <laughs> and uh, it it is it has becomes true as well um so after we started this policy um uh on myself um, with the proceeds from the um, the pension payout um i started thinking about what you had said and about a year later i got my life insurance license for um uh, wisconsin hmm. and uh and now licensed to be able to do the very same thing that you're doing hmm. and uh, uh i i'm very passionate because i've seen how it's helped my family and i've seen what it can do for us in the future as well
0: wow i love just sitting here <laughs> as if i'm the listener you know on the podcast i love getting to hear that story and um how you put it all together for us um, a couple of things that jump out at me which I really love is that um, you were serving in some capacity as a mentor to Caleb and yet this 19 year old at the time is who you went to and asked questions about financial information that you were open and you had that level of trust and in, in the relationship with him uh, that's really neat and and Caleb and I have gotten to know each other over the years and I'll tell you what, his learning ability is incredibly high. I told him, I said, man, <laughs> you're young, you're single, you don't have a family to be responsible for, and as focused as you are, your learning is going to zoom right past mine for sure. He's such a good
1: man. And he's extremely passionate about this. Um, it's it's fun to be around him because he just exudes this um, passion and it's the same passion that you and I have. Mm-hmm. He's just got that extra level of exuberance and youthfulness that takes it sometimes you know, so much further than That's right. you and I can do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, we talk a lot on our other podcasts about the ins and outs of IBC and you know, the mechanics and those kinds of things. Um, and a lot of those discussions um, have to do with our heads, Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the intellect of it and how it works. But like many things in our life, there is a blend of the head and the heart or the soul. And part of the reason that we want, um, we're want, we thrilled that you were willing to do a podcast with us is that your heart is huge. And because of life circumstances, you are seeing some of the aspects of IBC um, and how they can play out in the future, and the and the importance of them. Um, is there anything just on a head level? Was there anything about IBC that really jumped out at you that just you you could feel that when you learned this piece or you became aware of it that it just clicked for you?
1: Um, <clears throat> probably the the stumbling block originally has become one of the things that gives me the most um, enthusiasm, Um, the whole idea of being able to um, take a collateralized loan from your policy, from the cash value, and use that at the same time as your money is still growing. Mm. Um, We put that into practice every summer because we take out a collateralized loan to purchase our cows. Um, We purchase them in the spring. Um, we per- use the um, funds from the loan to purchase um, some supplies, some hay bales, and a few other things. Um, and we, throughout the summer, are growing our investment. Hmm. Um, we typically spend about $3,000 on our cows, and at the end of the summer, we turn around and sell the the meat. Um, it, these are completely grass-fed, organic um, cows, and we sell the, the meat through... you know we have them uh, processed through a butcher that's certified and then we can sell the meat to uh, friends and family Um, and we make a profit usually of about $1,500 and it costs me approximately $80 of interest to use that money from my policy so I'm taking $80 of cost and turning it into Hmm. $1,500 and we've done that every summer since we started our loan and it's just been phenomenal for us to be able to do that, knowing that our, our cash value is still growing. Um, it was the piece that I stumbled over that I wanted to understand how does this work? And now it's the piece that we use the most often.
0: Mm, That's fantastic. And I don't know about you, but for me, the freedom of being, um, really in control of that financing piece. So the terms of that loan, Really, I get to control. If I need to skip a payment, you know, no one's sending me a, a statement or a bill for it. I get to control that whole function.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The other thing that we had always <clears throat> done um, was we had always had some cash in a, a savings account to use for emergencies. So we had our emergency fund. We were working on building up, you know, three to six months of expenses. Um, and trying to put that somewhere, but I always struggled with. I've got this money and it's in a savings account, and we need to have it available. But it's getting no interest whatsoever. It's just sitting there. It's mm-hmm. not doing anything for me. That has also been poured into our our cash value of the policy. I know I have ready access to cash um, within a couple of days. Um, if it's an immediate need, I've got a credit card I can put it on and, and use the funds to pay that off so that I'm not paying any interest on the credit card. But I know that that's there, and I also know it's growing. It's doing something for us. That's been a phenomenal thing
0: for us as well. Hmm. That's fantastic. So um, you mentioned um, the boys earlier, and I know you're legacy-minded, and you love you know pouring into teenagers, and you have your own. Uh, I'm curious, um, how involved in the education and the understanding are your boys with this concept?
1: We have spent quite a bit of time. um, We're a pretty open family. We talk about as many things as we can with each other. And finances has never been an issue for us to talk about. Um, We went through some classes, Financial Peace University, when we were young, they were with us the whole time we were taking the sessions. And so they had a basic understanding. Um, I've also taught some of those classes. Um, I've taught them for teenagers, including my boys. Um, There's a high school curriculum that uh, we've used to be able to do that. But when we started discussing IBC, we were very clear in including them as much as possible in those discussions. Um, they have a very clear understanding of where they want to go and what they want to do in the future. Hmm. And um, I have they're, they're quite entrepreneurial. They're working hard um, and building up their funds so that when they're ready, they can launch their own policy.
0: That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's been a really fun piece for me with my teenage daughters in teaching them along the way, learning with them, and including them in um, our process. It's been a lot of fun. Okay, I want to transition. Um, We've been talking some of the applications in life and such, um, but you've got a little bit different um, perspective now. You and I had a conversation oh within the last month or so And um, you have some new information in your life, (laughs) some new factors that are giving you even a a broader perspective of IBC. I'm curious, why is it important to you today with our podcast to share your story with
1: others? I'm not sure exactly where to start. Um, So I'm going to tell you a little bit about my history leading up to today. Um, and I think that will help the listeners understand what it is that this process, these policies can do in more ways than what they may be currently aware of. Um, so I started my policy with Caleb when I was 42, um, and that was the start of getting the ball rolling, um getting funds put into the policy, when I was 44, so two years later, two and a half years later, um, I was starting to feel some, um, some struggles with my, my physical body. Um, I had been losing some weight unexpectedly. Um, in fact, I had gone to Canada to visit family, and they had seen me six months prior, and I showed up there and they were um, very shocked at my physical appearance. I had lost 30 pounds, and I was by no means overweight beforehand, um, and I wasn't doing well. I had a uh, lack of energy, um, I was out of breath when I climbed stairs, um, and we didn't know what the cause was. So I returned from Canada um, to um, slightly earlier than my family, and returned to Canada to get checked out by a doctor. Um, We had had some blood tests before. Nothing had come up, and so we we still weren't sure. Um, We were just thinking that something was happening. I wasn't feeling hungry and a few other items. Uh, Went to see the doctor. They did another round of blood tests, a little bit more extensive this time. And uh, this was on a Monday um, at about 10 o'clock in the morning. I got a phone call directly from the doctor at 4.30 that afternoon, who said, Greg, you need to get to the hospital. Hmm. You need to go immediately. You need to not drive yourself, and you need to prepare to stay overnight. You're going to the ER. Your calcium levels are through the roof. And little did I know that that was as serious as it was. um, There was danger of um, the calcium impeding the electrical impulses to my heart that I could have a heart attack on the way and or seizure. And I called up a friend of mine. We were at the hospital, which is 45 minutes drive from my house. We were at the hospital within an hour. The doctors there spent two and a half days looking to try and figure out what was causing my calcium to be so high. Um, every test that they ran, they said, you're as healthy as a horse. We're not sure why. There's nothing that we can find that's going on till they finally said, well, we need to do an ultrasound and we're going to do an ultrasound of your abdomen and see, um, what might, if that might reveal something. They did an ultrasound and about two hours later, the doctor came in and he says to me, Greg, you have cancer. And it was at that moment that I was filled with an indescribable peace. Um like nothing I've ever felt before. I wasn't scared. I wasn't worried. I was just filled with peace from God that he had this in his hands, and and it wasn't anything I needed to worry about. So I said, okay. And the very next thing that popped into my head was, all right, if God's going to use this for the kingdom, to grow the kingdom, I need to be faithful. Hmm. I just need to be faithful in this journey. And he shared with me a few things. He shared with me that they were going to have to do some further tests. Um, But they were pretty certain that I had um, a a mass in my abdomen. Mm -hmm. My family arrived about two hours later. They were coming back from Canada. Um, Unbeknownst, they had no idea. They came up to the hospital to see me. The doctor had arranged to come in and share the whole family, the news. Um, and they did, and re- understandably they took it somewhat hard um, because they were shocked. But um, as they were walking out, my middle son said to my wife, "He said, God knows, mom." And the worry was was lifted, the fear was lifted. There was peace again. What has happened since that time? is that I have gone through three different types of chemotherapy. Um, I have um, liver cancer. It's in my bile ducts of my liver. It is not operatable upon. Um, It is not something that can be cured. It is something that they can hold off, try and hold at bay for as long as possible. But at some point in time in the relatively near future, um, the chemo' is going to stop working, and I will succumb to the cancer in my body. One of the greatest things that relates to our conversation is that I don't have to worry financially for my family. That burden has was relieved in a huge way. So we're not getting experienced. In the living benefits only, we are looking at the death benefits of our policy. And I talk to so many people and say, I was extremely healthy. Our family is extremely healthy. We're active. We eat good food. We have supplements and high-quality supplements that we take. This came out of the blue. There was no advance warning, none whatsoever. But I also praise God because most people with my cancer, they last three months to six months because they don't catch it early enough. But God provided for me the method of calcium levels through the roof so that they inspected and dug and kept on going and found the cancer. Most people, by the time they find it, it's transferred to all their other internal organs And it's just a matter of keeping them comfortable until they pass away. And for me, I have a greater opportunity. I have opportunity to invest in other people. I have opportunity to cherish moments with my family. I have the opportunity to share my story that may help save someone else or provide for someone else's family. And so I talk about my story with so many people and say, At the very least, get something put in place so that your family is provided for. But at the very best, you want a policy that works in the IBC method so that you get the benefits now and the legacy benefits later. And it's just been phenomenal for for us as a family. That burden is relieved. Um, I still have chemo that I'm going through. I still have those stresses and pressures on my life um, and my family's life, but it's diminished. I also know where I'm going. My faith is strong. I know that God has a purpose and a plan, and I'm not worried about where I'm going. Um, I know that my family has got an understanding of where I'm going, and my family is going to grieve because of loss, but they're not going to grieve without a hope. And in the end, we're going to see each other again. And that all those areas just provide this peace. Mm -hmm. And now my purpose in life has changed dramatically. I always cared about people, but now it's just been like rapidly intensified. You know, I have a short time left. I want to make the most of every moment I've got and invest in people.
0: Greg, thanks for sharing that. Um, I'm reminded of our last conversation we had on the phone. It was, I don't know, it was maybe an hour or so. And I remember getting off the phone and I went into my wife and she said, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I had tears in my eyes. And, um, but, and yet I felt um, inspired by my conversation with you because of your perspective um, and your faith and even in your circumstances and even with you know teenage boys and your wife and all you had such an outlook and such a hope and such a peace that it really penetrated me and uh, I will I will remember that conversation for my lifetime mm.
1: well thank
0: you yeah that means a lot uh, I'm curious you mentioned a little bit about how um with this news and with your situation, um, you have uh, an increased level of care, love, investment in people. Um, I'm curious, have you had anything that just has changed in you? Like I, obviously your perspective has been uh, changed a little bit, but is there anything that you see even like on a daily basis, that is different for you?
1: One of the things that happened very early on in in the journey that I'm on was that it felt like the days went really slow, not in a bad way, but in in a really, you know, meaningful way. Um, I wasn't sleeping well. Um, I was up. In fact, it still happens that I'm up about every hour and a half um, every night, hmm. but I would get up then and I wouldn't be able to fall back asleep right away. So I would, you know, enjoy the sounds, the night sounds, and just enjoy things like, you know, hearing things going on outside or having a quiet moment to pray, having a moment to, to ponder something. But those moments were, were, they took a long time, mm-hmm. or at least they didn't fly by. Um, when I would sit out on the porch in the morning and, you know, there's so many things to enjoy that I noticed um, about just the chickens crowing, the birds singing, the hummingbirds flying by. And, And that has persisted throughout my time is that there is this joy in the moment. I'm cherishing the moments so much more. And I've talked to so many people and I, post it on my blogs, and um, put it on Facebook, how important it is to cherish the moments of what we have in life. Um, And it's just, it's been transformational for me. Mm -hmm. The days seem to take forever, but they were so full. I wasn't trying to rush through them. I wasn't trying to get to the next event. I wasn't living for the weekend. I was living in the moment. And that's what I counsel people to do, is to truly live in the moment that you have. Invest in people. When you have coffee with somebody, you know, don't just talk about surface things, but enjoy the deeper conversations. Mm. Um, Get to know your friends, get to know your family even deeper. um, Because we're all going to have limited time at some point in time with them. Wouldn't it be better for us to invest And to spend time with people meaningfully. I also recognized how meaningful it was when people wrote things to me, um, whether it was comments on Facebook or cards or letters, how powerful those are. Mm -hmm. And I never realized how important it would be for someone who was going through something to receive those. And so I've, I've committed to spending more time doing that for others. And I just am continually blown away by the hundreds of cards and letters and emails and support and encouragement that have been given. Um, And and it's just this huge community of uh, folks that just are, you know, encouraging and uplifting. It's just amazing.
0: Hmm. It's interesting, as I'm listening to you, I'm making a connection in my head between our conversations about IBC and how we get multiple uses of our dollars by using it. And yet, our most valuable asset is time. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, wouldn't it be great if there was an IBC for time where we could get multiple uses of our time? <laughs> and it reminds me of a book that I read recently that was um, recommended to me by a friend, uh, Michael Hahn. He's also an IBC um He uses IBC in his uh, business, his real estate business. And he recommended a book to me by an author named Gay Hendricks, and it's called The Big Leap. And in that book, there's a section where he talks about Einstein time. And he says he actually learned that we are the creator of time. And I thought, well, that doesn't make sense to me at all. (laughs) How are we creating time? And really it comes back to what you were talking about is when we are in the moment, when we're doing the things that we love, and the word he uses is, or the example he uses is, when you're with your beloved, if you're on a date with your wife and you're having dinner and having conversation, are you paying attention to the time? And it just slows everything down. Mm -hmm. And so his whole thing is, and, and I think you were articulating this is, when our time is limited, Let's spend our time doing the things that we love and enjoy and with the people that we love and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, I, I want to ask you, Greg, um, your uh, our listeners, there may be some out there that your story resonates with. And I, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I think you might be open to if there were people that wanted to sh- follow your story, um, is there an opportunity for them to do that?
1: Absolutely, there is. Um, the, the pure story um, is on caringbridge.org slash Greg Helima. And just remember that Greg has three G's, G at the beginning and two G's at the end. And then the last name is H-I-E-L-E-M-A. G-R-E-G-G-H-I-E-L-E-M-A. And you'll find my story on there. I don't only post about my how my physical experience is going. I also have some reflections on there, but I post those there for folks who maybe aren't connected on I'm not connected to on Facebook or who don't want to see some of the other stuff on Facebook um, that I sometimes post. I don't do a lot aside from my story. But everything I put on Facebook that relates to my story, I also put on CaringBridge.org. And I do it at the same time. Mm, okay. So they're welcome to do that. You're also welcome to look me up on Facebook. Unfortunately, if I don't recognize you, I might hesitate to um, <laughs> Friend. connect with you. <laughs> right, um, right. So, so if like, you,
0: Caring bridge is probably the, the best avenue to follow.
1: Correct. Okay. And there is opportunities to you know, leave comments and and ask questions or anything like that. And I do monitor those and -hmm. and respond to folks as necessary. Yeah.
0: Greg, I feel like um, I have got to share in being on sacred ground today, Mm -hmm. in um, having this conversation with you. um, I want to uh, thank you for your authenticity, your vulnerability, um, and your willingness to share your story, a very private story, um, with our listeners. And uh, I, I just wish blessings upon you and your family. And as you and I talked, God may choose to heal you, brother.
1: <laughs> right? I would, I would love to have that happen, because it would be an even greater um, story to tell. Because mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't hesitate to share that with the world, either.
0: Yeah, I know you Um, wouldn't.
1: (laughs) I I am so glad to be able to participate with with you in this. Um, And thank you so much for the opportunity to share my story. Um, And possibly it can affect and help some families that are out there. Um, That would be my greatest joy.
0: Yeah. Well, Greg, thank you again for uh, taking time this morning to join us. And uh, thanks for sharing your story. Um, To our listeners... um, This is a special one for me. It gets beyond just the nuts and bolts of IBC. It gets into the lives and the families and the legacy and and everything that this is about. And um, I think the founder, the originator of Infinite Banking, Nelson Nash, um, he always says, think long-term. And that is beyond our lifetime. So uh, thank you again for listening. If you have never read Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker, um, you certainly can get a copy of that at our website. It is lifesuccesslegacy.com. Um, we release these podcasts about every two weeks. Michael Crawford uh, behind the scenes does that for us. And um, you've heard his voice on some of the podcast previous. Um, so this one actually is being recorded on July 18th. So it will be released sometime in, in the future. Um, And uh, again, we have lots of learning uh, tools on our website, and we encourage you to go to that for new and updated information. If you're interested in learning about infinite banking, um, you certainly can reach out to us. We love to teach this concept. We love to develop relationships. And uh, I think an example of this with Greg is part of our purpose statement, our mission statement, is uh, long-time trusting relationships. Um, So... Please check out our website, and we look forward to having conversations with you. Greg, thanks again, and I look forward to our next conversation.
1: You're very welcome.
0: Have a good day.